Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Big show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a Big Show. Is everybody ready? Monday, Monday. Just another manic Monday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big show. Happy Monday. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jake coming at you from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena. Lloyd Cole producing today across the glass from me and safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Hello, Jake. How are you today? I hope you're staying warm. Hope everybody's, uh, you know, careful out there. It's, uh, It's winter. It is winter. It is cold. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I decided when I got up today I was in a, a fairly decent mood, and I was like, okay, I'm going to try my best to to ride a positive vibe, you know, and just try and, and keep my head up, and, you know, it gets, it's been challenging. Well, there's a lot going on, and uh, so uh, you're okay, though, right? Oh, I'm fine. No, no, and I, I'm just talking about little things in life that irritate you, mm-hmm. really. I'm not I'm – not, uh, <laughs> Making some big societal comment. Just talking about, well, you, you know, can, you can decide how you react to the little things in life, you know. I, I truly believe that. you can Give me an example of one little thing. Somebody cuts you off in traffic. How about that? You, uh-huh. know, you can decide whether or not to act like a maniac or to just say, you know, stuff happens. And uh, I'm, gonna, uh, I'm glad uh, there wasn't an accident. There was no, uh, like, uh, symbolic kind of gesture on your part. No, no, I'm just giving you an example. You know, we're faced with uh, dozens of those little things each and every day, right? And yes, uh, I, I believe that uh, you, you can choose the way that uh, you react to them. Like uh, years ago, Gordon, um, and I, I'd tell you who this person was off the air and you totally get it. But years ago, I worked closely with somebody that uh, mm, was difficult to work with and could wear on you. All right. I already, and, know, I already know who it is. And so, you know, you could go into the situation thinking, like, he's not going to be any different. Like, this this temperamental coworker is not going to be any different. But my mentality as to how I deal with it makes a world of difference, right? And so wow, I was wow. trying, dif- uh, definitely trying today. I'm going to go into this thing and and take life as it comes and, and have a good outlook on things. And I just say, uh, I'm not so good at it. Ah, key to happiness there. Thanks for that, Jake. I think everybody could benefit from giving that a listen. Well, I'm trying. I'm trying. That's uh, honestly, that's how I'm, uh, that's how I'm. I'm trying my best. All right. And you, you, well. you are are trying to that philosophy sometimes, but you know, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, oh, hey, let's help me, help me uh, uh, take things in stride. 
That's what okay. uh, everybody out there. Let's let's get the the good vibe tribe going, and uh, deal with things in a uh, in a positive manner. Let's see if we can cheer Jake up today. Thanks, Gordon. I appreciate that. Uh, if, you, if any of our listeners out there at Jake Scott Zone at Gordon Monson, if you have um, or at Lloyd Cole, what's Lloyd's? Uh, what's Lloyd's? Uh, at Lloyd Cole Zone. At, at Lloyd Cole Zone. Uh, if you have a, a little secret to happy living. Pass it along to us because we need to cheer Jake up. I can tell because you usually put on a good um, uh, attitude, even if something's hurting inside. And so, if you say come out and say something like that, then I know that that you need a little bit of a boost. So let's do that. Thanks, buddy. Here, I'll I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give you another example. Like uh, Lloyd's producing today, and so <laughs> I could I could either go, oh, Lloyd's producing today, or. Lloyd's producing today. Great. But of course, I'm going to I'm going to choose the former cuz uh as we uh talked about last time Lloyd filled in. Uh all jokes. We love Lloyd. Thanks for filling in today, Lloyd. We appreciate you. Yeah, we do appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh Lloyd uh, of course does a terrific job uh with Hans well, Scotty and we we love it when he has a chance to fill in cuz he's good at what he does. Well, Lloyd's happy anyway. The Raiders won, right? Yes, and what uh what a game. Might I add, what a great place to start this weekend with my Raiders taking down <laughs> our our arch rival uh, Chargers. They tried See, to steal the way. They did. The, the Raiders tried to blow it, blow it too. I mean, they they really the way they ended the first half. No bueno. <laughs> they they did their best. They held on. It's like it's going to come down to that field goal. And the Chargers are are the kings of losing in heartbreaking fashion. Are they not? Yeah, I mean, they sure it are. It just happens to them uh, every week. And so and, so. So I have to ask Lloyd a question. Lloyd, uh, how do you feel about Jake just waltzing right into the studio and calling them my Raiders, you know, as though he has full possession of this team when here you've been a lifelong fan and along comes Jake and jumps on there just at the last minute. And now they're my Raiders. I'm okay. You know what? Because the Ra- Raider Nation has started to diminish a little bit. We need to rebuild because it was once a great, great storied nation. Oh. Needs to rebuild. Lloyd, okay. Lloyd's always welcomed me to the to the bandwagon. Yeah, but see, I here's the thing: it. out of respect, I still, even though I'm I'm on the Raider bandwagon, even though I jumped on, you know, I still refer to them as Lloyd's Raiders, not my Raiders. But and then when you think about it, it's really all Jake has. It's not like Hokey Nation is great. Oh my gosh! Don't even. Oh, why did you bring that up, Lloyd? And and by the way, I saw your tweet at me yesterday. Just I'll just leave this here. The Hokies lose to Liberty, undefeated Liberty. Might I add the mighty flame? The mighty flame. Uh, yeah, that wasn't good. Well, on, on that note, we could we could parlay that into a BYU discussion. BYU should yeah, sure should can. schedule Liberty like that. That definitely should happen. We'd have to look at their yeah, schedule. Well, after I wonder all, if they have any fun. open weeks. If Liberty's good enough to beat the mighty Hokies, <laughs> I uh, I don't know. I was all sorry, 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 Jake. I, I, I what? what are you gonna myself. you're gonna laugh at me? It's not like they lost to the the I... Mud Hens. So it's not like they lost to the Lobos. They lost to a top twenty five ranked team, sir. <laughs> it's still Liberty. Come on. They're in, the top, they're in the top twenty-five. By the way, I don't think Liberty has an open has an open date unless they played 
When do they? When does BYU play San Diego State? What? what on the twelfth, isn't it, of December? Oh, okay. So Liberty has a game on the fifth of December, not the twelfth. So they couldn't even do it a week after. They're they're all booked up for the rest of the year. They've got another ACC game. They're gonna they're playing at NC State. How realistic is it, do you think, for BYU to load in another game? I don't know. They were unable to do it uh, for this week. Sounds like they tried yeah. and and did mm-hmm. not succeed. I mean, you know yeah. what? Tom Holmo's job is is near impossible. I mean, scheduling games at the eleventh hour, you know. That's, but that's but tough. it's a weird year, you know. And, uh, yeah, Tom's done a nice job filling that schedule out. But right now, BYU would take anybody, you know, just to play, you know, if they could get anybody, uh, just to keep keep BYU's name out there. Like you said, ranked eighth in the country. Uh, it doesn't seem to matter who this team plays. They're not penalized for it. But if they don't play at all, I wonder if they'll drop. Well, that depends entirely on what the teams around them do, right? I mean, it's well. They have they have this week off, and then they have uh, North Alabama. Then they have another week off before they get to San Diego State. So that's a whole lot of waiting around, and that's a whole lot of uh, what BYU do this week. uh, Nothing. Uh, Yeah. So. Well, I I don't know. We'll we'll see. Uh, It's it's like kind of a bye week. You know, we're used to that, right? Where we've seen top twenty five teams go through a bye and. We've seen them move up. We've seen them move down, and it all depends on the wackiness of college football and what happens around them. Well, there's plenty of that this year, uh, based on exterior factors that have become interior factors. Yeah. Well, let, let's let's jump into it. Should we talk some football? Should we sure. talk? Let's talk BYU. They had a big time win over the weekend. We will get to the news out of Utah State. We will talk about Utah. There was media availability for all uh, today. In fact, uh, poor Jay Catch saw him. Uh, crunching through all that sound, and, uh, uh, and he he looked uh, fatigued. <laughs> well, he's a hard worker. I man. know. There's and there's a lot out there today, but let's go ahead and get into the uh, the split story. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5-1280 the Zone and the Zone Sports Network. And into Tyler Algier. Algier has it up and has a hole. Algier is on his way. He's pounding the blue. And he's headed for Painter. All the way for a score. 86 yards. Field in motion. Rex has his second. Now this one's becoming a laugher on the blue. Boise State doesn't know who to cover right now. They want that two-pointer, don't they? They certainly do. they able to convert. They get to out with Algier. Right at the goal line, Pau makes the catch. And they get it. 51 to 17, Gordon. That is the final BYU in Boise. Beats Boise State. Does it in grand fashion. Uh, the Broncos had some things working uh, against them. Gordon, I read your column after, after the game. And, and I agree with you. You know, yeah, Boise didn't have uh, everybody at 100%, but I'm not so sure how much that would have mattered because BYU just put up a ton of points. They looked unstoppable. And I don't know if uh, Brockenmeyer or, or Jack Sears is worth 30 points. Uh, that, that game impressed me. Jake, uh, BYU is good this year. They are solid good. And, and, and that's, I mean, I understand Boise, and I wrote about it, that they did have the difficulty of getting down to their third-string quarterback and their fourth-string quarterback. I get that. 
But that's just football. That happens sometimes. So what did BYU do? They went out and dominated that game. Right, you heard the call on the Algier 86-yard run right off the right off the bat, and what a way to start a game, you know. And then to maintain it, I, I know they sort of kicked around a little bit in that first half, but then you come out in that second half, you're up 16-3. It's not like you were struggling right. or anything. Then boom, touchdown! Boom, touchdown! Boom, touchdown! Boom, touchdown! I mean, that's just impressive. You don't see teams do that to Boise State hardly ever. No, 22 points in a quarter. Scoring 22 points in the third quarter is is pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, BYU, I understand. I get it. I know what they've played this year. And I know that Boise State wasn't in its top form. But uh, I, I can't really dock BYU points on account of that. I mean, yeah, the Cougars went out and balled, man. He went out and played. And that offense, now, when you have a quarterback like Zach Wilson, and looks, I, I think that you and I both have to agree with uh, PK, who used the word sensational early on. I think that Zach Wilson has crossed over into sensational territory. This guy is really, really good, and he's getting the kind of help he needs in order to round the thing out. He can't do anything if that offensive line isn't taking care of him up front. He had to move around a little bit early, but as time went on, no problemo at all. And then you have a running attack with Algier doing the things. I like that kid a lot, and he's come so far. When he started out at BYU, I mean, he just he's a different player. I mean, he he's really, really good. And then how many times have you heard me say, Jake, that when BYU has its really, really good teams, they have those receivers? And these receivers are good, man. They, they're dependable. They're, they, they're sure-handed. They run good routes. And Zach Wilson is rewarding them with the ball time and time and time again. And then on the defensive side, when you limit your opponent to 61 rushing yards, what does that tell you? Yeah. No, BYU is really talented. I uh, I thought I don't know if I expected them to be this good, um, but I I thought they were going to be really good going into this year. And when you saw the schedule um, as it eventually unfolded, I'm not uh, surprised in the slightest that they're undefeated, uh, which is not you know not a hot take. I mean they haven't played a lot of good teams to predict that they go undefeated uh, against that schedule is is certainly not going out on a on a big limb. So I, I'm impressed. I think they're I, I agree with you. I think they're really good. Well they're and they're good in the right places and good. How about this, Gordon? They're good where BYU traditionally, when they've had their best teams, has been good mm-hmm. with yeah. with a, a quarterback that can spin it with a big, strong, dominating offensive line. And uh, and then you get some playmaking uh, on top of that, and, and you're probably going to be pretty good. On defense, you know, strong up front. They got pressure with three and four guys all night long against Boise. I mean, yep. to be to be fierce in both sides of the trenches. I mean, those, these are these are traditional things that BYU is really good at that they got away from from uh, for a minute. So I think the way they're doing it is impressive too. Remember a few years ago when we kept asking, "Where are the playmakers?" Uh huh. I think they got playmakers this year. Well, Dax Milne is great, and I know Gunnar Romney was more more the story. But I expect this sounds weird, but I expected more from Gunnar Romney. Milne has been more out of the blue, in my mind. Isaac Rex coming in, and, and he was and great. T- yeah, uh, you lose Matt Bushman. Who can you imagine him being a part of this offense this year? It's almost frightening. Neil Powell 
uh, had a, had a terrific uh, a terrific game. So yeah, I mean, you know, that was Boise State they were kicking around. I mean, there was BYU treated Boise State no different than it treated Texas State. You don't go into Albertson Stadium and kick that team around like that. I mean, uh, okay, I'll give it the other, the other, some of the other wins the Cougars have had. Yeah, that's the lead. You know, it's kind of like okay, they're playing these guys; it's an automatic win. But they look good doing it. They look good, Jake. They look good doing it, but. Not against uh, not against Boise State, man. You don't. How many teams have gone into that? And I know there are no people in the stands, but how many people go into that stadium and kick that team around on the blue turf like that? Not many, but it is it is a funny world. You wonder how much home field advantage there really was. Some certainly, but it's definitely a different environment than you normally get up there. Well, I you know I'm not sitting here saying that these guys are. You know, uh, in the same league as uh, as Alabama, but but th- this this team this team has stuff just like you covered all those spots that BYU has had in the past, and some of BYU's great teams of the past uh, had some vulnerabilities defensively, but the offense was so good that they they really didn't uh, they had enough at the right time in order to play really really well and be successful. But this team seems to have maybe a little bit vulnerable in the past game because we did see that, and we saw a couple late touchdowns that uh, I think uh, what they had, I think they had the second, third stringers in there. Didn't they have the twos yeah. and threes in there when that was going mm-hmm. on? So I mean, this fifty-one to seventeen could have easily been fifty-one to three. And uh, oh, right, you're missing your a uh, couple of quarterbacks. Uh, ironically enough, BYU beat this team with its third-string quarterback last year. But uh, it, that stuff is part of football, and the Cougars made them pay. And you've got to – I understand it because I've been doing it all season long. Yeah, but. Yeah, but. Not anymore. Not after. Not in that particular game. Maybe they, North Alabama is an automatic win for the Cougars, and uh, San Diego State lost to San Jose State? San Jose State's actually a sneaky, yeah. really good story, actually. But yeah, I was I was surprised by that result. So I, you know, this is a team. This is a memorable team, and uh, and I'm basing that not on who they're beating, other than Boise State, and maybe if you want to throw Houston in there, sort of. But uh, the eye test, man. Watch what this team is capable of doing. The way they're capable of playing with a quarterback who is, as you said, spinning it. And uh, receivers who know how to get open. I, I would love to see BYU play a really top quality team. I mean, that that would be so much fun. And I know a lot of BYU fans are hoping that the Cougars can get into a New Year's Six. I don't know how many are, are Cougar fans really talking about trying to get into the playoff, Jake. I, I I don't know. I haven't heard the the ones I've talked to haven't really said that. But I don't know if if there's a a, a BYU mob out there who is clamoring for that uh i well i i think it would be a fool's errand because i don't i don't think they're going to get it and and actually their chances kind of took a shot this weekend uh if they had any to begin with because clemson lost but they've got a built-in excuse for losing and when they get their player back and return to dominating then they'll they'll get the benefit of the doubt for the college football playoff meaning the acc will get two teams in and, uh, you know, the SEC is going to get at least one. I would guess Ohio State from the Big Ten is probably a pretty decent candidate. And even if um, 
The, well, the the what Cougar fans would have to root for is Notre Dame to beat Clemson again mm-hmm. in the ACC title game, but it's tough to beat a team twice in one year. Notre Dame is is better than I thought it was. Uh, man, they, they really did. You watch any of that mm-hmm. game, man? I'll tell you, they 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 showed me a little something there. And uh, but but if those two teams met again, I think my money would be on Clemson. Right. What do you, exactly. What do you think? Yeah. But then, then there would be the you know a split, and both teams would still get in. Yeah, yeah, and then that creates quite a a problem. But how about the New Year's Six Bowl? I know you've been somewhat uh, less than uh, believing that that can happen for the Cougars, but I would sure like to see them play a quality team. And I think Cincinnati is good, but that's not the quality team I would like to see BYU play because that's another sort of uh, relegation situation. And I, they, they need to place a marquee program who, who is really good this year, not just in name only, but a, 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 a team with a big name who has had a really solid season. That would be fun to watch. Cincinnati is good, though. Yeah, they're I really mean, good. Well, mm-hmm. well, here's the thing, Gordon. I, I would love to see BYU play an SEC team in a big-time bowl game. But I just don't. I don't. I don't trust the system. And people say, "Oh, you don't think BYU deserves to be there?" It's that's not what I'm talking about. I'm, mm. I'm looking at the the realist that we have. Uh, what's his name? Wild Bill Hancock uh, <laughs> in charge of the college good football friend, playoff. Yeah, right. Who, who we've had on the show many, many times and asked the tough questions. And uh, Wild Bill, he rode off into the hill somewhere. Didn't oh he? man, that guy can sell it. That that, that dude. You. you, you yeah, anyway. Uh, he reminds me of the – have you ever seen the movie Thank You for Smoking? No. He reminds me of uh, – what's that? Uh, who's the blonde guy who was Two-Face in uh, the Batman movie? What's oh, that guy's uh, name? yeah, yeah. That guy went to BYU. Yeah, I've heard that. Uh, but, um, but what's that, his name? But, uh, Come on, help us out, everybody. Aaron Eckhart? Aaron e- Eckhart? Or Is that something? right? Aaron Eckhart. Uh, anyway, he's a, uh, he's a spokesperson for the tobacco industry. So he has to go on like TV and stuff. Excellent and, movie, by and, the way. Oh, it's a great movie, Gordon. You'd actually really like it. Mm-hmm. But his whole job is to to defend publicly defend the <laughs> the tobacco industry, oh, that's and good. so it, it's all about argument and spin and all that sort of stuff. But right. that's that's what uh, Bill Hancock feels like to me. But here here's the thing, Gordon. They have except for to Bill, except for Bill Hancock would add a little cowboy, good old boy feel to it, right? right. So it so they have to let. Uh, uh, not a member, a non-member of the club in one, mm. and that in for all intents and purposes of this discussion, let's just say Cincinnati. They appear to be the best group of five team out there. They have to let Cincinnati in. I think the likelihood of them letting two teams in that they don't have to is somewhat low. Now, getting to your point, if they actually do let two of those teams in, like they have done once before with Boise State and TCU at the time, they're going to make them play each other. <laughs> See, that sucks. But that's what they're going to do. You know that's what they're going to do. Can't Do they have to do that, really? Do they, they have, don't to, have do to do that? To, no, but they're going to. I mean, wouldn't it be nice if they didn't? <laughs> don't do that again, because Cincinnati is really, really good. I mean, and that's they, exactly they, what they'll say. They say, oh, this yeah. is a great game. Cincinnati and BYU are both really, really good. That's exactly what he'll say. Yeah, that would be... Uh, this is an I, ideal I, Fiesta Bowl in our mind. These two teams are undefeated and both really good. 
I mean, wouldn't wouldn't you rather like see BYU play Florida or Georgia? You saw Florida. I did. would, but they wouldn't. I mean, Bill doesn't want to see that. Why? Because they're not uh, in the club. They're not people. Uh, they're not in the club. But then, okay, then bring your bully over and see, watch them swat these guys away. That's, that's not how you... they think. They think no, we don't want them in because then we have to split the pie with them. Has nothing to do with this macho. I'm going to prove it on the field. They don't care. They don't care. They <laughs> they care about cash, money, and how many uh, different ways they have to split it. And they're but not going to the... be eager. To split it an additional way. The problem for them this year is that uh, both of those teams are showing really, really well. How, how does that make it a problem for them? Well, because just because do you got the Kirk Herbstreets of the world out there singing away BYU's praises. Yeah, well, and so that well, they do care about they do care about appearances, Jake. I don't know if it's enough to swam like you said. They're motivated for other reasons, but I wonder. If it would be a, who makes that decision, by the way, the the um, bowl. Uh, I think they select what's the committee. Left. Yeah, no, 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 no. I think oh, the, the bowls, bowls themselves select what's. Uh, so you don't think uh, the Fiesta Bowl would be interested in having BYU play in it? No, especially not if uh, if fans aren't allowed. Hmm. Uh, Zach Wilson's getting an awful lot of publicity, man. Uh, I think people are are sort of on to this team now. And, I, and I'm not arguing with you because I'm afraid you're right. But I, I'm just trying to look for indicators that it could go a different way. And maybe and I'm I, not giving uh, Wild Bill enough credit. Maybe he goes, oh, wow, great. This Let's let BYU in. I just don't think they – I don't think that they're going to do that unless – And if they do get in, then you think they're going to face Cincinnati. I do. <laughs> is, there anybody exactly on Cincinnati do. is there anybody on Cincinnati's schedule that could knock them off? Uh, well, that wouldn't matter because they have to take another group of five school, and BYU's not included. So there's no point in rooting against Cincinnati uh, because true. it's going to yeah. be represented I mean, regardless. Yeah, I was thinking more along the lines of the uh, the ranking. Yeah. Mm. No, I, I hear you. And I'm sure we've all thought, wait a minute, what if Cincinnati loses? But unfortunately, the system is so dumb that <laughs> it's so dumb I mean, it just goes to show you that that sort of classification has nothing to do with how good you were on the field. Why is well, no Why is Notre Dame considered a P five in the eyes of the system, but BYU isn't even considered a G five? That's stupid. Yeah, well, that's just a Notre Dame bias. Come on, it's Notre Dame. No, but why the why the bias against BYU? Why not Why not include uh, them in the, t- in the conversation you- of a G five team? Why not? Because it's a penalty for 1984. I don't know. I don't know. It's I don't dumb. Know it's dumb. Mm-hmm. All right. There's other big football news in the state. We'll get to it coming up next. Stay tuned. Big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Here to introduce the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about from the guys you know and trust. Go, Ooh, Turn it up. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott yeah. on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Band of the Day today is Coldplay, selected by Gordon and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. For the latest tour news and artist insight, uh, jump online, livenation.com. Any particular inspiration here with uh, Coldplay there, Gordo? No, no, none at all. Just kind of felt like it? Well, I just picked a band, that's all. I didn't have any real reason. Lloyd and I are uh, of a similar opinion with Coldplay that uh, all the songs have a similar kind of sound to them. Yeah, as uh, you have often pointed out to me, that's the way a lot of bands are. But uh, they made a lot of money doing it. True, they did. Uh, Gordon, big news coming out of uh, Logan over the weekend. Gary Anderson is no longer the head football coach at uh, at Utah State. Um, Mark Harlan uh, did a press conference earlier today. He also jumped on with Hanson Scotty, which was a, a really— John Hartwell. Or Hartwell. What did I say? You said Mark Harlan. Harlan. Uh, Hartwell. These H names. Uh, who was on with Hanson Scotty? Great interview. Would encourage you to go to 1280thezone.com and, and check it out. Uh, we'll play a clip from it and what's going on, actually, uh, coming up a little later on in the show. But uh, called it kind of a mutual thing, Gordon. I don't know. You know, it would be really fascinating to, to know the backstory and, and how all of this has played out. But Gary's, uh, Gary Anderson, no longer the coach of Utah State. Well, remember how all that went down that uh, when Matt Wells left, uh, there was a lot of talk that boosters were pressuring Hartwell to hire Gary Anderson and uh, – Maybe Hartwell, that wasn't necessarily his first choice, but uh, you know how these things go sometimes. And, boy, I tell you, the way Utah State was playing, I I mean, I I understand it. I understand that uh, something was wrong. And so action was taken. So you think it was an all-on-the-field thing? And I, I asked that not knowing myself. I, I'm not trying to ask I don't, a, I don't a know. question that I don't it, know it, the answer Jake, to. Jake, it might have been something off the field that was reflected on it. Meaning uh, what? Well, I don't know. Uh, maybe there was something was rotting from within. Hmm. And I don't, I don't know that for a fact. And I don't know whether Gary was on uh, shaky footing for some other reason. I, I have no idea about that. But I do know that the Aggies were playing poor, poor football. Yeah, it's, I mean, they they had three tough games to start, but I don't know if that's really – I mean, that's an excuse for going 0-3, I guess, but not looking the way they looked. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. I mean, because I don't think anybody expected um, the Aggies to win the league this year. It just didn't look like they had the, the personnel to do that. Last year well, – you, you said it before the season even started, Jake, that uh, you thought uh, you had your, your – you were wondering about Utah State and their ability to really put a competitive team on the field. And doggone, you were right. Well, it's, uh, it gives me no pleasure, I assure you. Uh, you know, PK says it all the time. We want everybody around here to be good. It means people listen and are excited about it. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I was a I, Were you surprised? Were you shocked? Let me say it that way. Anytime someone is let go after three games, I guess it's always a little surprising. I certainly wasn't shocked uh, based on the way, what I was seeing on the field. It was just not good. And then we heard the terminology Gary was using after the second defeat. Remember he said pathetic? Yeah. Well, here, here's what I wonder about, Gordon. And this is this is why I who am who I am, because I look at things this way, and I, I should immediately apologize. 
But you're no, suspicious. But well, no university is firing anyone right now. And so the fact that I think that that this was able to happen, I believe that it was actually mutual. But doesn't that make you raise an eyebrow? Because uh, if and, it were me, be more specific. If it were me, I'd make them fire me because I want my money. Well, they probably came to some agreement. And if you're Utah State, you're like, well, I can't fire anybody because that is a terrible look to be paying out somebody uh, when we're in this big budget crunch. So what did the university have on Gary Anderson to make him <laughs> mm, go quietly into that you good are, night? You are one suspicious fellow. That's, that's why I am who I am. I'm sorry. Again, I'm sorry. Now, we can all uh, live in La La Land and think that everybody was just like, you know, I don't think you're right for the job. You know what? You're right. I'm not right for the job. Let's mutually part our ways. Eh, come on. Uh, well. <laughs> so it makes me it makes me want to know the full story, which in turn frustrates me because I won't. Uh, you, you might eventually find out. Yeah. Sometimes that stuff trickles down eventually. Yeah. Yeah, and it, uh, I don't know. I just sort of assume something had been worked out between them. But as far if there was something that uh, Hartwell knew uh, that was uh, would make those ties cut easier, then uh, you know I don't know what it would be. Because nobody's what? getting fired. I mean, look at last uh, college basketball season, Gordon. Nobody, nobody was fired in college basketball. How many, when how does many that football? happen? How many football teams did you see that were playing worse than Utah State? I don't know. I haven't watched every. That's a short every, list, my friend. I haven't watched every dog team in the in the country yet. Uh, it would be you played you a few did, but, that would give them a run for their money. Yeah, but you saw Utah State. Yeah, it's you not saw good. The way they were playing. Yeah, it's not good. They can't move the football, and uh, the bad news is they can't stop it either. No, I get it. I get it. They're bad, but also. Mm-hmm. You know, there were a lot of bad college basketball teams. Nobody got fired because nobody wants to pay the buyout. Nobody wants to to pay the coach to go away because it's, one, I mean, financial tough times. Two, it's a really bad look. Are you suggesting that this was more like Trump firing the Secretary of Defense? What, what, what I mean, what? What, what, what do what, you mean by that? Well, no, I'm just, I'm just trying to find out what what you think might have happened. That would cause the urgency. I don't know. That's what I'm asking you. Because right now during the pandemic, <laughs> who cares if you stink? Uh, because well, right now it's just more. Cares. It's it's kind of more about doing it and getting it over with and put behind you. I mean, they're furloughing people. You, yeah. you really want to pay millions of dollars to a to a head football coach to go away? I mean, it just makes me wonder. You know, why would Coach A be on board with that? Maybe maybe they came to some agreement that would pay him less than the full amount, and uh, and they could uh, you know bump up a, a staffer that uh, wouldn't cost them a ton of money. I I, I really don't know, Jake. Okay, there well, there's a, there's an explanation, I guess, is they they ransomed his staff and said, well, you want everybody to go, or you can save all these jobs if you just go quietly. But I don't. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. It it it, it caught my attention. Didn't shock me. Um, but these are weird times. It shocked me when it happened. It happened in the middle of this year as you're trying to do all this. But they were so bad, so bad, Jake. I mean, but they're going to continue to be bad. It's not like well, it's going to turn around. 
Well, yeah, are they? I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know whether the communication had broken down. I'm not sure exactly what happened. It's all speculation. But I do know what I saw on the field. And they have to be able to be better than that. It's kind of tough, though, because, like you said, Utah State played its toughest competition in these first three games. And so now if they look better moving forward, how much of that is because of the opposition they're facing? So who do they? Uh, who's ne- who's the next Utah State head coach? Beats me. Uh, uh, Jay Hill. See, I wonder with uh, with Hartwell not being from here, if he makes Wanting it a priority, a name. or if he makes it a priority to go after a Utah guy. I don't know. I don't know if that is is where that's going to be. I mean, Craig Smith was an outsider, right? And that was a pretty terrific hire. So it would seem. Yeah. Uh, football is a little more complicated than basketball, in my opinion. I agree. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether he has somebody in mind. I don't know if he had somebody in mind the first time around and that, that was squelched or what. Who who knows? I mean, but, uh, uh, but I think he knows. I think he has a pretty good idea. You don't just fire somebody without having some idea. Unless he knew he just can plug in an interim guy and, and buy more time for himself. But I, I have a suspicion that he knows what he wants and who he wants. Don't know it for a fact, but that would be my guess. I would take an absolute serious look at Jay Hill, 100%. Mm-hmm. Not, not just based on the fact that I like Jay and I think he's good at what he does, but what he did, his record at Utah State. I mean, it was his track or Jeez, oh, I'm having quite the day. His track record at Weber State, mm-hmm. where he built that program into a really great program from nothing. And I mean, been, from the, yeah. the ashes left right. by Jody Sears. I mean, there was, there was a Little League football team, and he built it into a – uh, an FCS powerhouse. He reminds me a little bit about, uh, 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 he reminds me of Gary Anderson the first time around. Gary had a plan and he was going to use some Utah kids and Jay Hill probably is very plugged in in that regard and could utilize some of that to the success of the Aggies. And uh, that would that would be a fine choice. Uh, it's not ours to call, obviously, but Jay Hill is a, is a fine football coach. So, you know what? They could go for a a coordinator somewhere else uh, from a bigger program. I I don't know. You know what would be really attractive to me if I were Utah State about hiring Jay Hill, Gordon, is he has shown an uncanny ability to find good coaches. His staff gets rated every single year, Hmm. and he's managed to find good coaches and mold good coaches. I think, I don't know how common that is in college football, the the, the ability to identify uh, coaches that are going to come in and get the job done. Because, you know, they're not paying millions of dollars there at Weber State. I mean, you know, you get uh, uh, free lunches in the cafeteria and minimum wage. So, I mean, his, his ability to identify, you know, young coaches without a ton of experience that will come in and get the job done, I, I, I would think would be a real uh, feather in his cap. Well, growing up as a fan of the uh, University of Delaware Fighting Blue Hens, uh, playing Division Two and then Division One AA football, now F, uh, FCS, I have great respect for these coaches who win at that level. And I think I've, I've kept an eye on Jay Hill, and this guy has a plan, and he knows what he's doing. So I think that leap is not as crazy as some people might think it is. But 
That's just my opinion. All right, we'll have more coming up next. Top of the 3 o'clock hour, we have What's Going On. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. heard this one already Lloyd now I can't hear me why not <laughs> am I back oh I'm back hello yeah we played this one already Lloyd what's the deal oh, come, come on, on Jake. at not least Austin one. mixes it up Jeez. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's the enough big... enough of your commentary on Coldplay now please well, Lloyd's playing a joke on us he's playing the same song over and over again Jeez. Uh, Kyle Whittingham had a press conference earlier today, Gordon. We'll, uh, uh, yeah, let's get to Witt's comments, and we'll talk about this throughout the show. But, uh, you know, of course, our game was canceled over the weekend. The UCLA game has been bumped back a day to Saturday night. Here's Coach Witt at his presser today. Maybe. Well, it's, there's no doubt it's out there, and it's, it's affecting literally thousands and thousands of people, depending how old you are. I mean, that obviously has a big effect on what kind of impact it actually has as far as you being sick and what you're able to do or not do. But uh, we've had some players that become very sick almost in the hospital. So it's there. And like you said, I'm not a medical expert. I don't want to try to expound on something that I really don't know much about other than that it has impacted us. And like I said, we've had one player that uh, had a tough go with. Well, it was spread out, but there were two position groups that were decimated more so than any other. And that's why ultimately we, you know, we couldn't play because uh, first of all, total number of scholarship players in the two position groups we really couldn't line up done all right coach Witt uh, laying out a little bit of what uh, they are going through there was a little clarification later on that uh, uh, hospitalized player that it was a player who hasn't uh, participated in camp since what was it August Lloyd I believe and um, uh, he is now out of the hospital and at home and feeling much better so that that of course is is the most important thing uh, but uh, Gordon, Utah's going through some stuff right now. Uh, there's, they're, uh, they've had, according to uh, Mark Harlan, their athletic director, two consecutive days of no positive tests so, or, or additional positive tests. So that's encouraging as they're trying to button this thing up and, and play as many football games as they can. Yeah, there's all kinds of places to go with this. Uh, let me start with uh, the column that I wrote over the weekend. I feel like Utah has not been transparent enough with uh, with what's going on with the COVID stuff. Uh, but at no point am I asking for individual names of players. I, I, I don't think, uh, you know, if you want the privacy thing, then fine. But at least tell people how how widespread it is, what's going on. It sounds like they're loosening up a little bit with some of that. You I was going to say, Witt was pretty transparent today. Yeah, you heard him say there that there are two position groups that were decimated. And uh, so uh, that that that's the way it always should have been. And uh, just to let people know what, what, what's going on with their football team. But uh, as far as 
this situation where they couldn't play game one and game two is a little bit, uh, I think, uh, on shaky ground here a little bit. We'll see whether they can get that in against UCLA. As you said, they moved it back a day. But are, are they going to be able to field a team? Witt was talking about putting all kinds of uh, subs in, all kinds of uh, walk-ons, <laughs> and uh, on down the depth chart there in order to field a team. And we'll see if it's if they're able to get it done. You said that there was good news over the past couple of testing days, so we'll see where they go from here. But uh, this is this is tough, and really, it's a reflection in some respects of the state of Utah as a whole. Uh, that uh, that this thing is insidious. It's difficult. It's a big deal, bigger than a lot of people wanted to think it was. And it's now affecting Utah's football program. Remember people who were saying that they thought football programs would be a safer place because of all the testing that was going on? Well, it seems like these guys are, are even with that testing, are, are vulnerable to some extent. I got, I, got an, uh, I got an email over the weekend from a gentleman who is a uh, – I, I don't need to identify him, but let's just say he's an extremely qualified person who understands health care and physician-type stuff. And he, he was telling me that there's all kinds of concerns about this COVID thing that uh, affect long-term health. And he had real concerns about what's going on. So I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm rambling here a little bit. But I, I, Utah needs to get serious about this. Utah, the state, and Utah, uh, the football program. I think the Utes probably have taken it very seriously. And even with that, they've had these kinds of issues. So, uh, But everybody in general, Jake, you and I have had this conversation since March. And uh, it's, I would, I mean, as far as I was concerned, it was about time the governor came out with these mask mandates and things like that. It seems like that was already supposedly in place in some parts around the state. But this is a serious, serious deal that needs to be handled seriously. And these people in the state of Utah who've gone around, you know, anti-maskers, I mean, what the hell? What are we thinking out there? You know, these are people's lives that are affected by this. So why why walk around without a mask on? I mean, we've got to protect one another and help one another in order to get through this thing. And now the University of Utah football program is affected by it, as are a whole lot of folks out there. All right, we've got uh, what's going on coming up right around the, the way, corner. Yeah, I do have, uh, you know, the good news today I thought was good news coming out about uh, the uh, vaccine, the potential vaccine that they've been testing 90 percent uh, effective. Uh, if that is, in fact, true and if that uh, comes to fruition, then that is tremendous news if uh, if that can get distributed uh, appropriately and as quickly as possible. We've got what's going on coming up right Around the corner, uh, Gordon. Uh, we'll check in with DJ and PK. We'll check in with Hanson Scotty, who've covered all these topics today. We'll get to it coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.